0: Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Hockey Update Podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and if you're listening, thank you. This is obviously the first episode of this show, and I'm very excited and yeah, a little bit nervous, but I guess that's how she goes. So just to introduce the show, I I think I'll be releasing one episode each week once the regular season starts. However, I'll probably be releasing a few more episodes before the actual season starts, just because I think there is a lot more to talk about just before the season starts, and after that I believe I'll get into one episode per week, as I mentioned, depending on my schedule and how everything goes, but yeah, I'm just very excited to be here, and... I will be talking about the summer that the Flames have had today because I believe there is a lot to be talked about there. And for those who are not really familiar with the situation, well, you're in the right place because this show is going to bring you up to date with what is happening in the hockey world. That's going to be the main focus of this podcast. And like I said, I'm so glad you're listening. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Alright, let's talk about some Flames, so yeah, I think, as I mentioned in the intro briefly, the Flames have had a very, very interesting summer, because to go from top, Johnny Goudreau, who many of you know is their, or used to be, was their best player, he decided not to resign with the Flames and to actually hit free agency. This was probably back in July. And followed by that news, not only did he sign with Columbus, which, like many others, I believe, I was shocked to find out, um, but also Matthew Kachuk decided to leave, or in a more professional way, he decided not to re-sign long-term with the Flames for reasons that only he knows, and I... I'm not going to even begin to try and guess because somebody doesn't want to play in a specific town or city. That's only up to him, and I'm not going to be sitting here trying to guess what is going through his mind or went through his mind. But what I want to talk about is the fact that the general manager, Tree Leaving, was actually able to get a haul for Matthew Kachuk. I don't think many people envisioned or forecasted the Flames' would get this kind of king ransom for Matthew Kachuk I mean Huberto, Uyghur, a first round pick, a prospect that's just a lot and I mean a lot of stuff for one good player because let's be honest he was an excellent player and I being a sometimes Flames fan really love the way he plays I know he got under the skin of so many other players and by judging of By judging fans' reactions on other teams, it got under their skin just by watching him play. So you can't really fault a guy for being that effective and that annoying. There is only maybe Brad Marchand in the league that does that. To that level of quality and elite production mixed with top-notch annoyance, there just isn't that many players out there. So, in that sense, yes, circling back to the Flames, they lost two of their best players, didn't resign their most iconic player of the last decade, perhaps, and lost their second highest point-producing forward in free agency. However, I think it's worth noticing that The Flames hadn't had very much success, or they still haven't. They haven't had any sustained success since probably 2004. And again, we're talking about a Game 7 loss. Yes, I'm not going to get into the weeds of who could have been or who should have won that Stanley Cup because what are you going to do now? There is nothing you can do to change that. So all you can do is look forward and... The Flames also added Nazem Kadri to their forwards. So, before getting into the all the fun stuff with the possible Flames lineup, I just want to quickly talk about the Johnny Goudreau decision. Because I know it's been in the past, and I know a lot of people who know a lot more about Hockey than me weighed in on this issue, and probably everybody out there that has heard about this story has their own opinion. I'm not trying to change anybody's mind here. I'm just willing to put my ideas forward and my thoughts because I've heard many people say, oh, Johnny Gaudrill did what he wanted, as he should have. He got the right to become a free agent. He worked for the right to be a free agent, and he took full advantage. And I don't see any issue with that train of thought at all. Like, I totally believe in the fact that he did. He was such a instrumental piece of this franchise for so many years that yes, he had every right to do what he did. And the problem that I have with that decision or not even the decision in itself, the way he got to that decision is, did he have to do it an hour before the free agency opened? I mean, he had maybe a month from when the flames stopped playing in the playoffs to when he had to make a decision because let's be honest not making a decision was a decision for him in the sense that if he hadn't communicated anything he would have just hit free agency so i mean he was an hour away from doing that which i think would have been the worst however he did inform the team hours prior to free agency that he would not going to was not going to resign. So for me that's just plain disrespectful. I'm not trying to put anybody on the stake here, but yes, you have the right to do whatever you want, but I feel like to be able to defend your honor and your just your who you are and being able to talk in public ever again, you should have been able to express your feelings to the team at least a little bit bit earlier than when he actually did and I just don't think that that's such a revolutionary take just because they're not like people like the rest of us those guys are getting paid millions and millions and millions to play a game and yes I follow that game so The more money gets into the game, the better the sports usually becomes. Or at least it becomes more entertaining for the masses. But I just feel like he should have been held to a better or higher standard. Just in the sense that, yes, we all have deadlines. We all have jobs that we have to go to. And sometimes there is a deadline that we have to meet and we're not getting paid millions of dollars to do it. So I feel if he had issues with Calgary, that's totally fair, just come out and say it. Or if he wanted to be somewhere else, that is totally fine. Like I said, it was his right. So why prolong the decision? And I know he went on Spittin' Chicklets and even in the press conference in Columbus, he said that it came down to the last hour just because he didn't know and I have a substantial issue with that statement because I don't care. You wanted to make the best decision and that's totally understandable. But when you're talking about millions of dollars, time becomes extremely valuable. And I mean extremely. You can't just dilly-dally because he you earned your right to go wherever you want, which he has, But you didn't earn the right to just leave the franchise that believed in you to be stuck with nothing. Because, let's be honest, not a lot of teams believed in Johnny Goudreau. And he didn't evolve to be a massive player, which was the main concern for a lot of the scouts coming out of college. And that revealed to be a problem. And yes, he has... Amazing puck skills. He's an excellent player by every metric. But what you can't hide is that when it comes to applying a little bit of pressure, a little bit of forechecking in the offensive zone, he is just non-existent. And yes, there is players in the league that should have and have every right to not participate in the team's defensive system. And that's totally understandable, especially if you score 115 points. But that's where I come to the trade where Huberdo came in. Huberdo is just as good a player, if not better, because Huberdo has been a high-producing player for many, many years, whereas Goudreau has hit over 100 points once, which was this year. So let's not act like Johnny Goudreau... Will go down as the best to ever do it. He is just not, and I'm not saying Huberto is. I'm just saying that among those people who have done it or who have produced in this league, Huberto stacks a little bit higher than Johnny Goudreau does. So, to me, this whole craze on how he was going to be the highest, highly, this highly-touted free agent, it just doesn't sit right with me. Because let's be honest, two years ago. The Flames should have really traded Johnny Goudreau. That would have been the better move because last year he was a complete non-factor. Yes, the team in itself wasn't very good, but that's just the way of sports. When you lose, you get the blame. And when you win, like this year, or the little winning they did this year, he got a lot of credit because he should have. He scored the O-Time overtime game-winning goal against Dallas so yeah you get the credit but I'm sorry my friend when times are tough you also have to get the blame because you can't just blame it on the team and then take it all upon yourself when the times are good that's just not how it works and I just felt like he never really put himself out there he always relied on others he was only really a great player when the whole team was running at 100 miles an hour. Yes, you could say that he was the one to elevate it, but what did he do in the other 10 years that he was with the Flames? I don't recall any crazy point production. Even in the best season before this season he only scored 99 points. Which, yes, it's by all intents and purposes 100 points, but That's the only time he even got close to it. So I just think the Flames, all in all, didn't lose all this much. Yes, he's great. But I mean, they replaced him with a player that I think is better. And I know that came in a trade for Kachuk, which, different story. I think Kachuk would have been a player that a team like the Flames could have and should have built around. But once the players decision is made, then the Flames can't do anything else. I mean, they put all the money on the table. It is a competitive team. And who knows how much the fact that Goudreau actually left factored into Matthew's decision. Because, I mean, what reason did he really have to leave on a sports perspective? I'm not talking about his personal at this point, because I would just be inferring and That's not fair to anyone, because who knows? Who really knows what would have happened if Johnny Goudreau stayed? We will never find out, and we'll never know, so it's pointless in trying to chase that idea right now. But shifting to what the future brought, because we are in the future (laughs) from a perspective of Matthew Kachuk leaving the Flames, after that, it was a slew of good news for the Flames, because they signed... Huberdeau to a monster deal, and just in recent time, they were able to re-sign their biggest RFA's other than Kachuk, obviously, uh, in Manjapane and Shillington, who are two excellent players. And Manjapane is a great producer. He's shown flashes of greatness. He was a 40 goal scorer this year. I mean, nothing much more you could ask from a guy like that who played on the second line. Let's not forget. And Oliver Shillington, who is a very good puck-moving defenseman, who might have some holes in his defensive game, sometimes has rough nights, or just not even rough nights, just rough moments. But overall, he's a very good player, signed to $2.5 which is kind of a bargain. Let's not pretend like it's not. And plus, with the addition of Uyghur. He probably slots pretty low in the lineup at this point. I can't really see him being anything other than a third pair defenseman, which sounds kind of absurd, but you have Hanifin, Anderson, Uyghur, Tanev. I mean, I wouldn't put him ahead of any of those four just because Hanifin and Anderson have proven to be an excellent pair. Uyghur is arguably the best of them all. And Tanev is such a safety blanket that you can pair him with everybody else, or anyone I guess, and he will just be an excellent defenseman. He was Shillington's partner this year and I think that was also one of the main reasons why Shillington had such a great year because he had a veteran who would tell him on the ice what to do and how to do it. And also gave him the ability to just go for it in situations where maybe with another partner he would have not been able to so I think this has been a great year for Shillington he gets a bridge deal because I think he would have probably fetched a lot more if he was a free agent so to speak so I think those are two great signings in Majapan and Shillington for the Flames which solid- solidifies the forwards and the Defense group, and then we get to Nazem Kadri because the Flames signed Naz to a seven times seven million dollar deal, and it just came out recently that he chose Calgary over other places that would have offered him more money because he seriously values the fact that he wants to win and he wants to win now. And if you look at all of these trades signings that the Flames Flames have made, I think it's pretty pretty clear that that is the objective for this franchise at least in the next couple of years and this is where I want to touch upon as well because a lot of people have been going at oh Bradshaw Living signed these two monster deals in Huberto and Kadri which have a combined cap hit of 17.5 million dollars and I have a problem with that in the sense that I would really defend Trelliving here. He did everything he could, and he is maintaining and keeping this team in a contention window that mid-July looked like it was dead shut, and only a miracle could have reopened, and to me, it looks like he pulled off kind of a miracle. Because now, if we look at the top six of the Flames, they have Huberdo, Lindholm, Tofoli, and then the second line could be Kadri, of course, Manjapane, and Coleman, whoever you want, I guess, in that spot, and that's why I also think the Flames might need to add one more winger just to have more flexibility up front, but that also leaves the third pairing with Backlin as a center, which I believe will be able to create nightmare and i mean nightmare matchups in the playoffs that guy can go against any line and hold his own which is what exactly you want out of a third line especially if you want a shutdown line that goes up against the first second pairing on any team especially if you want a shutdown line that goes against first or second line on any team and holds their own because that leaves so much more freedom for your own team's first and second line to go out And produce and do their thing without having to worry about too much about the matchup or who you're going to have to check on that shift and that also leaves the fourth line as basically an iron fist i mean lucic rooney who was signed in free agency as well and trevor lewis i feel like that line has an identity and as steve dangle often says what is your identity? And I, I believe in that in the sense that if everybody knows what they're doing, there is a much higher chance of success because everybody goes out every night knowing exactly what they're supposed to do and try their best to be efficient at it. And if you look at other sports teams, what was Bill Belichick's big motto in New England for many years? Do your job. Literally, don't worry about anybody else's, but your job. And so if you give those players some real purpose, I think it has shown even this season that it could be a very, very productive line in the sense that you know what you're going to get. And they'll just go out and do it every night. And they're just a nightmare to play against. And not many teams want to play their top lines against that line just because... They don't want injuries. They don't want to get run over. So I think it will be a lot of fun, and I will pay to watch that, (laughs) especially against some of those super skilled teams that are trying to play the new wave of hockey, which I have no problem against, especially if they score more goals. Please sign me up. But seeing some gritty hockey every once in a while just gets you going, and gets you jumping off the couch and i think that's probably a good way to end this podcast so again thank you so much for listening i really appreciate you being here and making it this far and hopefully there will be more content coming soon bye